Acts chapter 1, verses 15 to 17 and 21 to 26. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers. Together, the crowd numbered about 120 and said, Friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas, who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed Two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. Our gospel reading comes from the book of John, chapter 17, verses 6 to 19. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost so that scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for they, their sakes, I sanctify myself, so that they also may be sanctified in truth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. In our reading from the book of Acts today, 
the disciples find themselves one disciple short. And Peter, standing up among the believers, aims to stand up for things I believe in. Aims to restore that there is no incoming call. <laughs> aims to restore that number to the original twelve. There are two contenders for the position. One named Barsabbas and one named Matthias, and they cast lots between these two, these two who have been here since the beginning, two people who have been working with them for a long time. These two know the basics, and they witnessed the resurrection with their own eyes. They saw the risen Jesus for themselves, and so they are fit to join the twelve. What does it take for us to come into such alignment, to be so in tune with the original disciples that we can say we are worthy witnesses to carry on this work? If you ask me, it is also in returning to the basics, the fundamentals, if you can think Back to the beginning of our pandemic journey together, we started out reviewing some spiritual disciplines, practices we could embark on together that would keep us in attunement with God's Spirit and in alignment with the work of the Spirit, even when we couldn't gather together in person. Maybe you remember going through those disciplines together. We talked about fellowship, and we talked about prayer, and we talked about discipleship. We talked about Bible study. We talked about service, and we talked about justice. If you ask me if you have an active spiritual life, it's composed of all of these things. These are the things that keep you spiritually healthy and alive and keep you as a functional member of the witnesses that are needed to do the work of ministry we are called to. Our gospel reading says again and again that Jesus is not of the world and we belong to Jesus and so neither are we of the world, but we are not taken out of the world. We remain in the world. Why? To testify and to witness to the power of the resurrection. You see, we all know that the world isn't here to help us. It's not looking to do us any favors. As a matter of fact, if the world can get away with it, it will brutalize us, it will take advantage of us, it will exploit us, it will leave us drained and exhausted, feeling used, broke, busted, and disgusted. The world, praise God, has its own way of doing things. And Jesus has offered us 
an alternative. You see, what Jesus did on the cross was unmask any form of benign, benevolent overlordship that the power of empire might have laid claim to. Because all Jesus did was show love to everyone equally, and the punishment for the crime of love was death. So goes the way of the world. We know that the Bible also says that this gift of new life in us Though it is beautiful, it emerges out of struggle. It comes out of pain and suffering. Many times it comes out of our own. Has anybody ever felt like your own pain, your own suffering, the sorrow the world has given you only brought you closer to Jesus? The more that the world came down on you, the more you saw how good God was. The more appealing the offer of the life Jesus gives to us came to be. Sometimes, people try to sell religion to people and it comes in this Nice package. It's going to improve your life. You are going to be uh, more fulfilled. You're going to be happier. You're going to reach your fullest potential. You're going to have better dreams and higher self-esteem. And if you're going to smile more than you did before. And people who are trying to sell you religion, they don't talk about that new life and transformation often comes through suffering. Which is why Jesus so often let his own disciples know you can't go where I'm going. You think you want in on this, but you aren't even ready for what is about to happen. Because You have got to understand that unless a seed goes into the ground and dies, it will never sprout and germinate and begin to grow up through the soil. Thank the worms for the good time to find its way towards the sun. So as we wrap up this Easter season, after so much spiritual preparation, after all of the waiting and tarrying that we put into Lent, after bearing witness to Jesus' ascension, knowing that he will return in the same way, that he came the first time. Can we maintain the spiritual practices that brought us thus far? Will we continue out seeking fellowship with those who have no fellowship? Will we get even more serious about prayer? Will we extend ourselves to make disciples 
among all nations? Will we devote ourselves to Bible study? Will we commit ourselves to service, the service needed to keep our church operational, healthy, thriving? Will we conduct ourselves in accordance with a vision of God's justice that extends to everyone? If we can do these things, then no one will be able to say we are failures. No one will be able to say that we are unfaithful. No one will be able to say that we have not been witnesses. No one will be able to say that we are not filled to overflowing with God's resurrection power. Because we will be offering faith that conquers the world through the power of the love that Jesus showed us. For we will be in the world, but not of the world. We will actively be overthrowing the powers that be. The same powers that brutalize and extort and extract and take and never give back. The same powers that redline, discriminate, mass incarcerate. The same powers that enslave through generations. The same powers that breed those spirits of violence, discrimination and oppression. The same powers will find that they have no power over us. They will find us unafraid, boldly proclaiming that the life we live, we live in Christ. And the death we die, we die in Christ. All for God's glory, all for God's kingdom, advancing on earth without retreat. And so I call us back to basics, to faith in the fundamentals, because as God starts to bring the pieces together for us, as we start to build new leaders and more prophets respond to God's call with Hanei, here I am, Lord, send me, as more service is given to God's house, as we bring more resources into God's storeroom, without being dedicated to the fundamentals, we may find out (laughs) how many among the twelve just wanted to hold the purse. And we may find ourselves casting lots to find new leaders. But if we stay true to the fundamentals, fellowship, prayer, discipleship, Bible study, service, justice, we will find every part of our spirit aligned with God's spirit. We'll find our minds transformed and renewed into new ways of thinking. We will find that though we are in the world, we don't think like the world thinks. We don't move like they move. We don't talk like they talk. We don't strategize like they strategize. We don't love like they love. 
and will remain in union and power that changes not just our community, but our city, our world. The ruler of this world, says Claudio Caravajeles, is the structure of death that spins round and round with the spirits of sickness, destruction, poverty, brutality, violence, hunger, greed, consumerism, and so on. Patriarchy and capitalism are the structures from which the ruler of this world lives and enacts death. The ruler of this world is turning this life-giving world into a world of death and pain. This world is not the creation of God, the world that God made. It is the corruption of God's world of life. The tilting of the world off balance. It is this off balance world that is turning the whole earth off balance. And we are now moving toward climate catastrophe. Curved into ourselves, our sins contribute to the ruler of this world, making us be concerned only with our own pain and demands for happiness, forgetting that every single action we do has a ripple effect on others. Caring only for us, having health insurance just for a few, housing just for some will necessarily mean the exemption of health insurance and housing for many others. Do you see the distinction that is drawn between the ruler of this world and the God who is bringing a new world to us? Do you see this world of death, this dog-eat-dog world, this survival of the fittest world, this every-one-for-themselves world, this Wild West world, in which in our own country the best-resourced, most wealthy, powerful society that the world has ever known, So many children are in poverty. Many people can't afford to continue to heat their homes in a crisis. People have to choose between food and medicine. People can't get the care that they need. That is not the world that God envisions. That is the corrupt world that the rulers of this world and the power of empire have given us, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have all been made witnesses of God's grace. When have you seen God move in your life? When has someone shown you love you didn't deserve? When have you been shown faith and grace? through the matchless sacrifice of Christ, killed by state violence, after an unfair trial and an unjust arrest, 
by a government not protecting his interests. All to show us that they don't win in the end. It is easy to be afraid in a world like this. It is easy to be worried about your bank account and your insurance and your children's futures and their education and their health care. It is easy to be afraid. They want us to be afraid. They want us to feel like we are in competition with one another. They want, they want people born in this country to be against people immigrating into this country. They want black people to be against white people. They want poor people and well-to-do people at odds with each other. Because the alternative is a society of liberation, mutual cooperation, free of prejudice and discrimination, where all are welcome and loved, where all are invited to the table. The most basic respect is given to all life. But fear is one of the most powerful human emotions that there is. Have you ever made a decision when you were afraid that you wouldn't have made if you had more time to think things out, if you had someone there to comfort you or to cast a vision of the future that was a little more optimistic, if you just had had a little more time, maybe you would have done things differently, but you didn't. You had to do what you had to do. Fear is powerful. But the Bible says that we have not been given a spirit of fear. Of course it does. Because God knows that the ruler of this world thrives on the fear instilled in other people. I remember how fearful I was one particular November after a specific election. I left my apartment building that, mo that next morning. The very first person I saw, as soon as I went out the door of the building, another human being looked me right in the eyes. We, we had a whole conversation in a fraction of a second, just with, just with eye contact. And I said, my God. And she said, I know. And she hugged me and she said, you know what? Don't even worry about it because we are going to work now and we are going to work anti-racism and we are going to work fair immigration policies and we are going to work justice into education and we are going to work on fair housing and we are going to work on health care and we are going to work. I will never forget that. That, for all I know, that I was entertaining an angel unaware. 
But that was exactly what I needed at exactly the right time. I have never seen that person again, but you know that that was someone in fellowship with a spirit larger than herself. That was someone who had spent time in reflection and prayer. That was someone who knew what it meant to be a disciple. That was someone who had studied scripture. That was someone who gave me a service that I couldn't have paid for or or asked for at the time. That was someone with a mind and a heart for justice. And that's what you need in times of uncertainty and fear. You need strong fundamentals. Because without those, you'll be uncertain stock. In financial terms, you, in uh, biblical terms, you might be producing strange fruit if you don't keep up with the fundamentals. So, As we come out of Easter, I encourage you to return to the beginning of our pandemic walk together and reflect on the power of fellowship. Connect more deeply with prayer. Learn again how to make disciples. Open up your Bible with a prophetic imagination to see how the liberating spirit of God has always been acting in history. Engage in service that will benefit our church community and help us be who we are called to be. Promote justice with everything that you are. For this is what the Lord requires, that you act rightly with justice and compassion, and that you stay humble, humble enough to know that we are never too big, my mama would say, too big for our britches. We never get too spiritually powerful that we don't need the fundamentals. I'm so excited to get back into the sanctuary with you all. We are going to keep up our internet outreach. We are going to hopefully find ways to expand this. Keep on on holding on. Keep on being present and open to the work of the Spirit because amazing things are going to happen. Greater things are still to come in this city. Next week, we will be uh, blessed by Youth Sunday. They always, always are inspiring and show such great leadership. So excited to see them. And tonight, we will be on another call with Paul Nixon. We will uh, likely be going over our survey data, and it will give us a chance to really uh, activate our prophetic imagination. Dream together about what is possible in our ministry work together. If you are able, please continue to give through our Tithely app. If you aren't giving through Tithely yet, I encourage you to start a recurring monthly subscription. You can set it and forget it, and then you won't forget it. Uh, It will be great to have your support financially as we continue to seek God's face together and to show God's love and compassion 
to all who need it. With all of that being said, I'm so glad that you are here. And I will be just as glad when we get together next week. Praise God. Praise God. Hold on just a little while longer. Everything is going to be all right. Amen. I'll see you next week.